Okay, can you guys hear me now? Sorry about that. I'm going to get the headphones on just in case. There, can you guys hear me now? Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. It's because I have two different selections for mics. I don't think I selected this mic, so I had to go with this mic. <laughs> um, but anyway, I want to um, welcome you guys. I'm going to have to fix something here for a second, which is this. I'll present. One sec. Hopefully you guys can hear me now. But uh, yeah, I wanted to come on here and, you know, as the thing says, I do apologize for any silent stallness and interruptions. You know, it's one of those days where you got to work around certain moments or certain opportunities, you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, I wanted to come on here and, um, just making sure you guys can hear me, <laughs> uh, wanted to come on here and, uh, basically, I don't think you can hear me that, so, um, but, uh, basically talk some animation. I'm pretty sure you guys can hear me now. I'm hoping you can. I'm pretty sure you guys can hear me now. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to come on here and talk about some animations. Matter of fact, I'm even going to make sure to see if you can hear me. Make sure you can hear me. That's all I need to do was test it on my end. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I wanted to come on here and talk some um, animation. And mostly, um, mostly some um, animated animation. Um, animation romances. And as... Basically, the 
title says, you know, one of the most talked about subjects in animation mostly with an animated series is romance and what romantic ships and couples is official and what is not. But according to many creative staffs behind the scenes, to them, it's up to the fans to imply and interpret what ships and couples are legit from their point of view. So that that's basically about it. It's basically about it. And, you know, here's the thing. Throughout history of animation, mostly like the 80s, 90s, you know, 2000s, and even recently 2010s, and I'm sure here in the 2020s, you know, you're going to get a lot of fans that will look at certain ships that even though the show itself will pretty much come out and say, yeah, this is the official real deal they're not going to want to support. They're not going to want to get behind because, you know, to them, it's not real. It's not a legit ship. You know, to them, it's like, you know, why should you, why are you shipping these couples or these two characters when this pairing is much, makes more sense? You know what I'm saying? So to a lot of fans, you know, romance is just one of those uh, subjects uh, in a show that if you're going to do it, you should do it correctly. You should pair uh, the right characters with each other instead of just pairing characters together that don't make any sense. So, you know, with that said, let's let's take a look at You know, let's, let's take a look at some of these uh, ships, if you will, as I'm going to have to work on something here for a second. When it comes to Twitter, that is. Oops. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about some of those ships. As a matter of fact, you know, let's talk about one of the ships that really, you know, as a fan myself, a lot of fans look at and have supported since the beginning, and that's Spike and Rarity. Now, I, again, as I've mentioned many times before, in My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, this is a, a ship, a romance that has been around since uh, basically the start of the show. It's been given its moments here and there, especially in the early parts. And then around season three through season seven, it kind of had a cooling off period, you know, had its moments. But, um, you know, when you got to the last couple of seasons, mostly like season eight and season nine and even parts of the movie, um, it was there. But mostly season eight and nine, um, you know, it was there. You know, it was very very visible and I'm just turning something up there for a second but like I said it was very it was very noticeable um, in, in a way because when when you think about uh, the romance when you th- uh, what I'm trying to say is when we got to season eight and nine it was very noticeable at times because of the fact that it seems Nicole Dubuque took over for Megan McCarthy, just like Megan had taken over for Lauren. I think maybe in my own interpretation, 
from my own point of view. She was a she was a fan. I think she really was. You know, I think she was a, a fan. I'm I'm not saying she wasn't, but well, she was. But it seems she might have liked it. I think she was kind of cool with it. She obviously didn't have a, a problem, you know, giving them more moments in just the last couple of seasons, and even um, the uh, Christmas special, best gift ever, than they've had in recent years. You know, I, I don't think she had a problem with that. I don't think she had a problem whatsoever. And um, and again, I know some people are like, well, you know, because people still kind of debate, you know, he was young and all that, and he was not, you know, the right age and everything. And I, I, I totally get that, you know, where people are coming from. I totally do. But, you know, when I, what I, what I like to point out, guys, and this is very, you know, not uh, unusual uh, to hear. You know, this is not. Um, Okay, this is not uh, unusual to hear or usually see, see, in my opinion. But when I noticed when the future portion came up, when the future portion um, came up, um, if you will, when the future portion came up, uh, I noticed that when everybody saw the older version of Spike and you know they saw that they're like okay this is a Spike I can act to me it was kind of like a a 180 if you will like all of a sudden they changed their outlook on on everything They, they changed their outlook on Spike being with Rarity, and they're like, okay, I can get behind this. It seemed to me that's what happens. Like, those that were against it were all of a sudden saying, oh, I can get behind Rarity. I can get behind Rarity and Spike being together. I can get behind that. It makes more sense. If they had a sudden change of tone, and all because they saw that Spike was basically bigger now. So it has to make you... So again, it, it just shows you it just shows you, um, you know, the fact that even fans that were against the ship could change their minds and be for it. Uh, but going to Jim Miller, you know, because a lot of people pointed this out. Jim Miller and the rest of the creative staff, they have said, look, it's up to you to interpretate. It's up to you to, you know, look at that implication, if you will, and interpretate yay or nay. And a lot of fans have interpreted Spike and Rarity being together. Or have gotten together in some capacity. And that's their decision. You know, that's that's their decision. There's no doubt about it. You know, that's their decision. Um, hold on for a second. Again, I do apologize for some silence. Hold on.
Hold on. Sorry about that. Just checking. Intuitive is a bit of silence. It's like one of those opportunities you got to work around. But anyway, like I said, um, you know, people, you know, Jim Miller and, you know, Josh Haber and everybody was like, hey, look, it's up to you to imply or interpretate any implication of something happening. And a lot of fans have interpreted those two being together. I've gotten together in some way. And I even mentioned it in my uh, 10 best couples in animation countdown that I did um, that I think they got together in some capacity. They got together in some way that um, allows them to meet more than just, you know, the once a moon for the Council of Friendship meeting. So a lot of fans would interpret it in that perspective that, okay, they got together. They look at, you know, the evidence from the final song in the series, the moments there, you know, Rarity looking up at Spike and Ready next to Spike, and it's like, it's like to them that you can't, you can't script that, at, you know, in a in a way that it's not going to come off, off a certain way that you know they're going to interpret, they're going to imply. Um, the other thing as well is when you look at the mid plage as I call it, friendship is forever, which takes place after the. Um, ending of the end, the aftermath of that, and Twilight's coronation. You know, you, um, you you take a look at the fact that uh, basically um, when Twilight mentions Spike to Rarity and the connection, you know, Rarity speaks in a way that makes it sound like to a lot of fans that they are together. They are together in some way. That something happened that made the friendship more special than it's ever been, made the relationship more special than it's ever been. Um, so when you hear that, and then according to some people, there's a rumor going around that the ship's going to continue in pony life and the roles will be reversed. You know, that you know, makes you wonder. It makes you think, you know, okay, you know, what does that mean? What is that implying, you know? You know, like, what what does that mean? What is that implying kind of deal, right? So, you know, a a lot of things, so basically it's one of those relationships to where it's implied something happened, but, you know, it's, you know, it's not like really official, official, um, in any short way or capacity from, from what people have said. So um, Spike and Rarity is just one of those examples where it's a, a ship that, in the eyes of many fans, is not official 
but it's interpreted as such. It's implied as such, if you know what I mean. It's interpreted by, you know, just, you know, the scenes that they see, the moments that they see. So it's one of those situations. Now, um, now basically, um, hold on for a second. Now, you know, now Spike and Rarity's relationship isn't the only thing that's interpreted or anything like that when it comes to, you know, any show or, you know, any show like MLP. You know, one thing I'm always a fan of, you know, one thing I'm a fan of, uh, no doubt, out is Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Set AM. And one of the relationships that came out of that was Sonic and Sally. There's no doubt about that. You know, that's what came out of it. And, you know, when you, when you look at Sonic and Sally, you know, obviously it is an official pairing. There's no doubt it is an official pairing. But some would interpret it, um, but... Here's what I look at. Some would interpretate the relationship as being on and off. Like it's official, but it's semi-official, you know, and it it's one of those relationships to where they can break up, still be friends, but go out with other characters. And that's been seen in the comics. You know, and then later on, of course, when they did what was known as the their version of a new 52, like what DC did, but it was their version. Uh, speculation came out, and I think even Ian Flynn joked about it, but kind of confirmed that he was in the intent, he and the creative staff was in the intent to make Sally and Nicole an LGBTQ couple, which isn't bad, nothing against that. But they were in the they were in the notion, they were in the planning stages, I guess, to make that happen. And obviously, if you read some of the stories and look at some of the moments in the comic, especially the spinoff Sonic Universe with Spark of Life, that story arc, you know, it gives off those kind of vibes. It gives off those kind of vibes. But uh, when it comes to Sonic and Sally, there's just more of a, an official slash semi-official relationship, depending on the interpretation, the adaption of the source material. Like, you know, people look at it as being official, but some look at it as being in that semi-official range because it's not the kind of relationship that's, you know, straight, steady, you know, nothing's going to interrupt it. You know, they may have their arguments, but it's going to stay together kind of deal. It's in that category of 50-50 because it's an on and off kind of deal. And then when you take a look at, uh, like I said, the new uh, version of the comic, you know, basically, you know, you have uh, people... Like I said, you you take a look at the you took a look at the new soft reboot of the comic back when it happened, and you have a lot of people that are like, "Look, you know, it's not an official deal. It's not a real deal. You know, it's it's um, well, some would say it's real and all that, but basically, some would say it's not a real deal anymore. It's not legit anymore. And oh, they're pushing towards Sonic and Nicole, I mean, Sally and Nicole, and." You know, you could look at it that way. But no matter how fans felt about that and the direction they were going with there, to them, 
Sonic and Sally were always the main couple. And that was the one thing fans were hoping for, that the new 52, uh, the Sonic soft reboot, would get back to that. It would get back to that notion. You know, this is why a lot of fans, even though they enjoy moments in the soft red car reboot, kind of don't acknowledge the possibility that they were going to go down the route of Sally and Nicole being an item. You know? You know, they weren't going to go down that route. You know, they weren't going to go down that route, you know, whatsoever. So... So to me, so to me, it's, you know, Sonic and Sally's relationship is one of those, um, you know, it's one of those relationships that, you know, it's official, but when you look at it, it's kind of semi-official, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean, basically. But uh, other shit as well. Hold on for a sec, quite two seconds. All right, guys, I just had to do something over there. Uh, but like I said, it's just one of those um, romances that it's official, semi-official, you know, stuff like that. But then you have romances that some people like, you know, Rarity and Spike and even others like Rainbow Dash and Soren, even after you know, Last Problem, that pretty much confirmed her and Applejack together. You have other ships and other programs as well, like, um, you know, like uh, basically um, in 101 Dalmatians, the series, you know, one of the more popular ships that fans were hoping for, even in the beginning, and and those that came on to the show later on, was Lucky and Two-Tone. I mean, just the fact that in the short time you had Two-Tone on screen, you kind of had an idea of who she was, what her character was like. And you saw Lucky in that role of being like an Aladdin or whoever. 
So you knew that those two had to end up together somehow. And they did an 11 minute short called Love Him and Flee Him, where pretty much you knew who the main central characters were going to be. It was going to be Lucky and it was going to be Two-Tone. And that's what happened. Lucky and Two-Tone um, ended up together at the end. Now, did they continue on with it? No, but there's a lot of fans that uh, pretty much would uh, uh, pretty much interpretate pretty much um, hold on for a second. Like I said, there, you know, there are fans that would still interpret it as being one of the official relationships out of that show. You know, you take a look at Scooby-Doo and its history, and mostly in Scooby-Doo, you had pretty much two confirmed ships, but when it came to the mid, early to mid-80s, there was one ship that fans got really behind, and, you know, it's the decades went on and thanks to things like the internet and stuff um you you had people get more behind it you had more fans getting behind it uh than they ever have and that's shaggy and daphne and i think it's because of the fact that when the internet came around and basically allowed fans to kind of get the knowledge of how this ship came to be and um you know, like I said, how the ship came to be, and uh, basically, you know, become popular once they saw like what portion of Scooby Doo it came from. That's when I think it really took off, and that's why a lot of fans got behind it and they wanted to see it. And nowadays, you look at Warner Brothers, who owns Hanna Barbera, and they're like, you know, obviously, you could tell, especially according to some people, you look at Scoob. People are like, hey, this is a good ship. You know, let's get behind it. It makes sense. You know, and it does. It does make sense. And people do get behind it. And I think a lot of people have uh, enjoyed it since then. You know, and that's why I thought, that's why I think, according to some people, you got uh, the moments you did in Scoob. So, you know, there you go. The, the thing is, when it comes to any romantic couple, and why it's up to the fans to, you know, interpretate, you know, any kind of implication of, you know, what happened or what occurred. You know, the, you know, the reason, you know, you have, you have that there is because sometimes a show is not always meant to really focus on romance. Like, you know, Friendship is Magic, it had romance in it but only for like secondary characters like Big Mac and Sugar Bell became an exception. You know, Mod Pie became an exception. You know, these characters that you would think would kind of be in line like with the main characters of not having any kind of romance, um, they fell into a category that made them an exception. And then you take a look at the spinoff Quest Your Girls and you're like, you know, why do they do this? Is it the you know copy off Monster High, cash in on that cash cow? And it kind of was, but it was also as Josh Gorger pointed out, Firebrand in his recent uh, video on the songs of MLP. 
basically when he got to this song called Our Big Night, um, basically he felt that this is where it's, he felt MLP could have sold out because basically what they were emphasizing here was romance, something that Friendship is Magic never did, but that's why a Christian girl was brought into the fold because one of the things they were able to do since the characters were going to be portrayed as high schoolers was they were able to um, you know, bring in romance, you know, something that they couldn't really focus on that much or even tease um, in the original, in the, in the original series. So they did the Equestria Girls to kind of be like, get around, to kind of get around that curve. And, you know, that's where you had ships like LBG, like the LB, that's where you had ships like the LB, LGBTQ ship of Rarity Applejack really, you know, get focused on, especially in roller coaster friendship. You know, that's where, you know, you had uh, the teasing of Psy Twy and Sunset, you know, stuff like that. But you could, but that's basically also where you saw a lot of, but overall, that's where you saw a lot more romance. I mean, heck, the dog version of Spike fell for a lost puppy, a lost dog female. Uh, in a short, that even Rarity got behind. That being a question, girls, that is. The the point is, you know, romance is there for... Romance can be looked at when it comes to an animated series in many ways. And mostly at ships, when it comes to romance in an animated series, could be looked at in many ways. And that's why creative staff doesn't matter if it's Friendship of Magic, doesn't matter if it's Steven Universe, doesn't matter if it's Gravity Falls, doesn't matter if it's Sonic the Hitchhog, Sonic at AM, 101 Dalmatians, the animated series. You know, it doesn't matter that basically in the end, if they tease it or at least kind of acknowledge it, but they don't go all the way through, then to them, it's no then to them, when the show is over, it's no longer in their hands. It's in the fans' hands. And that's why they say it's up to the fans to interpretate what happens next. So, anyway, though, like I said, that's basically, you know, why creators come out and say, hey, look, it's up to you guys. It's it's up to you to, you know, kind of see where it goes, to kind of take any implication we put in the show and interpret it in your way. Heck, when it comes to Chippendale Rescue Rangers, one of the things that um, fans always debated about over the years was, who would Gadget end up with? Would she end up with Dale? Would she end up with Chip? And and uh, basically that was always like the debate, like who would she end up with? And hold on for a sec. But like I said, you know, you know, basically, um, 
what was I? Oh, yeah. When it came to Chippendale Rescue Rangers, that's what I was. I was told you there was going to be moments, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyway, when it came to Chippendale Rescue Rangers, you know, the big debate was who would Gadget end up with? And even though, as I've said before, and I even put it in my countdown, I'm a fan of Dale and Gadget, they teased, even at the, towards the end, Dale ended up with a character named Fox Glove. They teased maybe chipping with someone like Tammy. But throughout, they still kind of teased, like, who would it be? Who would it be? And they would throw in moments. Even as early as, you know, the broadcast on Disney Channel, you know, they would throw in moments. And that got fans talking, like, okay, who's it going to be? Who's she going to choose? You know, and all that. And to me, as a fan, I've always interpreted the idea that she's going to end up with Dale. You know, had, like I said, had a movie been made, I think they would have really gone down that route. She would have ended up with Dale. And I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's any exaggeration on, on my part. I think she would have ended up with him. Um, now, I know some people are thinking, well, they made it obvious he was going to end up with Foxglove and even the Boom Studios uh, continuity or soft con continuation, soft red con continuation of the series by Ian Brill kind of confirmed that. And that is true. But you see, Ian Brill was a fan himself. Being a fan himself, he was able to kind of interpretate what he saw probably happening. And he went by other fans. You know, what he saw other fans write and draw. You know, so he knew what the fans wanted. You know, he knew what fans, uh, what fans wanted. And that was the thing. You know, he knew what they wanted. Um, the point is deep down, guys, when, when you, um, but the point is, guys, not deep down, but, but the point is, guys, when you look at a show like Rescue Rangers and nothing's really made official, but yet they tease an Easter egg you with probably the one, sh one of those shifts possibly happening, then you know there has to be a reason for it. There has to be. And to me, you know, that's why when I look at something like Rescue Rangers, it's one of those strong examples of even though they didn't make nothing official, just by teasing as much as they do, it kind of um, acknowledges that, yeah, they were probably going to go this route, whether you liked it or you didn't. And again, that's the whole thing about romance. It's, it's one of those things that you may not, again, like I said at the beginning, you may not agree with. You know, you you may not agree with with um, you know certain you know official pairings happening. You know, you may not agree with it. Like, heck, when going back to Friendship is Magic, when they did Ma, when they did when they made Big Mac and Sugar Bell official, you know, a lot of fans were split. Some fans were okay with it. Some were not. You know, some fans felt that hey, he belongs with marble pie they teased it they should have went with it heck and, and you know that's their opinion like you know that's their opinion hold on let me check something you guys but you know that's Hold on, let me keeps popping up. Hold on, guys.
but you know, like I said, um, uh, basically, okay, what's going on here? Oh, sorry, I thought I froze up there for a second. Uh, let me see. Uh, what's this one? Okay, I said fan base is it, right? So, um, okay. I'm looking, looking at something here, guys. Hold on. Hold on for a sec, guys. Just got an interruption here. Hold on. Okay, it was that one, all right. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the volume on that first video. I do apologize. Uh, but anyway, you know, like I said, you know, when, when you go b- back to Friendship is Magic, one of the things that a lot of people um, have pointed out basically is, you know, Big Mac and Sugar Bell, you know, people being split down the middle about it. Hold on for a sec. Sorry about that for a sec, guys. Uh, somebody um, obviously um, something has to be checked there for a second. Just checking something. Okay. Uh, but anyway, like I said, when you when you look at Big Mac and you look at hold on for a sec. I can, like I said at the beginning, you have to work around some things. Uh, but like I said, when you take a look at, you know, you know that situation there with Big Mac being with Sugar Bell, you know, again, some fans were cool with it, some were not. And those were not that, you know, they felt that, hey, you teased. Oh, yeah, thank you. I got this uh, for Christmas, this past Christmas. But anyway, uh, like I said, um, Uh, but anyway, like I said, when you got to, when that happened, Big Mac and Sugar Bell, like I said, some fans were cool with it, some were not. And fan, and those that were not were like, hey, look, you teased Marble Pie and Big Mac. Why didn't you go all the way through with it? And I think the argument was the fact that since they were also teasing that Applejack and Pinky might be related in some ways, that it may not, you know, be very, um, how do I put it? It would not be very um, reasonable to to do that or sensible. And so, you know, that's why they went with Big Mac and Sugar Bell. And again, you got to remember the writing staffs sometimes change. I'm sure that the people that wrote Hearthbreakers would have said, you know, if they would have stayed on board, they would have said, you know what? You want to put Big Mac in a romance? Let's follow through with him in Marble Pie. They probably would have done that. But since they weren't the ones that wrote it, they said, okay, fine. We're going to give Big Mac somebody else. And I think they did it because it's someone you wouldn't have seen coming. It's like someone you got introduced to, but you wouldn't see coming. And um, yeah, you know, them putting the moment in Big 
best gift ever, which was kind of a heartbreaker with Marble scene, Big Mac and Sugar Bell under the mistletoes. I admit they shouldn't have put that scene in there, but to me, they did that because they wanted to confirm, look, that ship has sunk to the bottom. This is the ship we're going with. So, and again, I think it's because it was more of a, a situation to where, again, they teased the fact that Big Mac and Marble could be related by some means. So they didn't want to, I guess, indicate or encourage incense or something. Um, but yeah, you know, you have those kind of things. You have those kind of things going on. Um, basically, when you get down to it, like I said, you know, there are going to be some ships you may or may not agree with. You know, and like I said, with Rescue Rangers, you know, I look at, you know, Dale and Gadget probably being the most hinted one that they went with throughout the series. And that that was probably going to be the one that got confirmed in the movie had one been made. You know, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter what, how you, what or how you feel about a ship. If, from a story perspective, they feel it works, they're going to go with it. You know, they're going to, they're going to go all the way with it. They're going to you know, get behind it. They're going to find a way to make it happen. And even if they don't officially do anything about it, they will basically tell you, whether it's online or through a convention, that, hey, you know, we may have teased it, but now it's up to you to follow through on it. And that's pretty much what it is. It's following through on what you believe is official and what works and what doesn't. You know, uh, you know, you know, you take a look at Tailspin, Baloo, and Rebecca, you know, some people interpretate that as being official. Like you have too many moments, too many episodes that focuses on that. And in the end, who's to say they didn't become an item? We may find out later on in season three here of DuckTales. You know, some take a look at you know, things as far as gummy bears. And, you know, I'm one of those that gets behind Cubby and Sonny because I think if they would have continued it when years in the future, we would have had something. Um, I look at it as, I look at it in many, many ways. I look at it in many ways that, you know, like with gummy bears, you know, they tease Calvin and Calla, Calvin and Cal, Calvin and Calla, but they never went anywhere further than that but it's up to the fans to be like, okay, they did end up together. There is something there. Um, so to me, I look at the fact that it doesn't, how do I put it? How do I put this? Um, it doesn't matter basically, you know, how you feel about a fish, some, how you feel about the, the creative staff, you know, behind the series making certain couples official that if there's any hint or indication that maybe a certain character should be with somebody else, then that's what's going to happen. 
And then, oh, should I say that's what's going to happen in your mind? So that's basically how you look at it. I mean, when I look at, um, for example, Looney Tunes, you know, everybody pretty much knows that Bugs and Lola are official, right? Heck, they used a new version of Lola to say, yeah, you know, in an episode. I mean, they used the new Lola. They used, what I'm trying to say is, hold on for a second. Okay, I thought, never mind. for a sec. So, like I said, you know, uh, basically, you know, you take a look at, you know, Looney Tunes, for example, uh, Bugs and Lola, and even though they're, in a, they're an official couple, it wouldn't be until the new Looney Tunes show that they did with the new Lola that they would basically make them an item. Because they even tried to play up the fact that even though Bugs fell for her originally, that the more he learned about her, the more he didn't want to be around her until finally, I guess her situation with that episode that she had with Daphne where she was trying to teach Daphne romantic tips and to win Tina over and she ended up falling for her own advice that that's the episode Bugs was like, hey look, you know, I'm the one you're supposed to be with. I'm your boyfriend kind of deal. And and basically, that's um, a good indication of, you know, a ship becoming official, but, you know, being uh, interpreted, uh, being made official, but being done in a way that, you know, some fans may like it and some fans don't. You know, you can't tell me that some fan, you know, you can't tell me that um, some fans were cool with bugs with this version of Lola being with Bugs instead of the original version. You can't tell me that. Because some fans were like, you know, some fans were annoyed by her, by this new Lola, and some liked it. I mean, Kristen Wiig being the voice of her, yeah, that helped out. But still, it was, um, but it was still, still it was one of those uh, situations to where some fans even look at this relationship of new Looney Tunes and being like, yeah, that's not gonna. That doesn't work with me. We're not gonna go there. We'll we'll do this. So. So basically, to me. So when you take a look at that, you also so when you look at a relationship like that, some fans will favor, a Lola of Space Jam being with Bugs and Lola of Looney Tunes. So. Um. You know, that's how some fans would interpret that relationship. Um, anyway, you know, you can take a look at Tina and, and Daffy in the show. And some fans actually made, looked at that as a more believable ship than, you know, they, than, um, you know, Lola and Bugs. Um, but some fans will be, but there even fans, no doubt that, uh, debatable about that ship because they feel Daphne, uh, not Daphne, but <laughs> Daffy, I should say. Daffy is the kind of character that um, can't really work in a relationship with somebody because he's too self-centered. He's too about. He's too much about himself. And, um, but obviously in the new Looney Tunes show, they made that work. But again, there are still fans obviously now that debate that. 
you know, there's a lot of fans that support it, but there are some that debate it. You know, heck, when I take a look at, um, uh, when I take a look at Mighty Ducks, the animated series, one of the main ships that myself and a lot of fans get behind is Mallory and Nosedive, just by the moments they've had with each other. And, you know, just the fact that they're opposite. It's like that Paula Abdul song, "Opposites Attract." That's Mallory and Nosedive, and to them, them being those kind of opposites make them work. Make a relationship between the two work. I mean, heck, you had them team up in Buzz Blitzman, Mighty Duck, that episode. You've had them kind of work together more times than I, you know, side by side at times, even as a team, as a whole team, more so than, than anything else. So, you know, it's just one of those situations to where it, even though nothing was made official, even though nothing was made official, um, basically... You know, the creators will come out and say, hey, we didn't do anything official, but we're going to make you, we're going to put it in your hands and you can interpretate what happened. We're going to let you decide what occurred. So, so, so basically... So, you know, basically it's like one of those. So that's a good example of even though nothing was made official, they still went, they would still allow the fans. Oh, for a second, I do something here. They would still allow the fans to uh, interpretate in their mind, you know, in their mind, what potentially a good ship could be. I mean, you take a look at a lot of fan fiction uh, stories out there and, a lot of fans that do, you know, Mighty Duck fan fictions will put Mallory with Nosedive, or they'll put Mallory with Nose, or Mallory with Duke, or even Mallory with Wildwing. But I think a majority of it, from what I've seen, has been Mallory and Nosedive. I could be wrong. The, the, the thing is, you know, that, you know, the thing is, you may not agree with um, a lot of. Uh, you know, the decisions uh, a ship, you know, like I said, a lot of the decisions a creative staff makes when it comes to adding any kind of romance in a show or potentially teasing and then down the line making official certain pairings. But in the end, when the show is done, you know, the creators will come out and say, hey, look, if you don't agree with this, you write your own interpretation. You write your own story. I mean, I go back and I look at, I again, I reference Disney Fanatic 2463, I think. Disney Fanatic did Bride and Daughter of Discord and even did recently a prequel. And in those stories, he, you know, Disney Fanatic, she pretty much said, look, I'm going to pair Spike with Applejack and I'm going to build that off of Spike at your service. Now, true, later on, she had to, before every, you know, broadcast on YouTube or even through audio podcast, she had to acknowledge that this takes place in an alternate universe, which I would assume is 75% identical to the prime Friendship is Magic universe, with 25% being different, different in its own way. Like, you know, for example, Spike and Applejack. 
but you know it's one of those um, situations where even even as we got closer to the end of the series, Disney fanatics still stuck with Spike and Applejack in the storyline. Even even though, like I said, it was alternate, she stuck with them being an item. She could have gone a different route. She could have changed things up. She could have had a soft reboot or something occur, uh, but she didn't. Um, she had to go a different route. She had to go a different direction. And, um, you know, that, that's what they did. You know, and that's what she did. You know, she, well, not, that's not what she did, I should say, but that's what she could have done, but she didn't. And she didn't do it because of the fact that she's a fan of Applejack and Spike. As a matter of fact, she even has, I think she's one of the f- people on YouTube, one of the fans that has a compilation video, two parts of Applejack and Spike moments from the show. So, again, it doesn't, again, it doesn't really matter how you feel about an official item or pairing in the series or in the show or in the franchise period. If you feel you could do better or you feel this character should be with that character, vice versa, the creative staff will basically tell you, hey, look, you think you can do better? We'll put it in your hands. Show us. And the rest is history. You know, again, you know, again, you know, you take a look at, well, not again, but let's take a look at a series that um, a lot of people are hype about, and that's um, and that's Gravity Falls. You know, some here's the thing: uh, a lot of people may have not enjoyed. Um, You know, not a lot of people may. Hold on for a sec. I thought I heard something. Hmm. But like I said, um, was it? Oh, yeah, you take a look at Gravity Falls. You take a look at Gravity Falls, and Well, like I said, and hello, Christian. Nice to Christian Robinson. Nice to see you here. Well, like I said, you take a look at something like, let's say, Gravity Falls, which is a very popular show in the eyes of fans. And, um, you know, basically, some fans will be like, um, you know, will be for something like, let's say, Dipper and Windy. You know, they, there's no doubt that despite how you felt of the way that they portrayed it, you know, the way they portrayed it or anything, that um, fans were supportive. They were supportive of, you know, Dipper and Wendy being around each other. In fact, there's no no doubt in my mind. And I know if Frank Kill, it's Frank, watches this, I 
I'm going to let you know I will watch Gravity Falls. I'm probably going to have to go both ways with, with that, that being the Blu-ray and Disney+. Plus. But don't worry, I'm going to give a chance to watch it down the line. But anyway, like I said, um, when you look at Gravity Falls, uh, basically there's a lot of fans that like the relationship between Dipper and Wendy, and we're kind of hoping they'd end up together. But Gravity Falls didn't do that. Gravity Falls instead went in a direction that showed Wendy had somebody. Now, I don't know if she remained with this character, you know, throughout the series, but even so, there are fans that were more in favor of Dipper and Wendy being together. And there's no doubt the creative staff probably told them, hey, if you want them together, write it yourself, do it yourself. Show us that it would make sense how, show us how it would make sense in your eyes. You know, so there you go. You know, you know, things like that. You know, there's things like that. Hold on for a sec. <laughs> the wrong thing there. Uh, but yeah, you know, there are fans that were in favor of that shit. Like I said, there were people that were, you know, there were people that were in favor of Wendy and Dipper getting together. And like I said, even though they went in different areas throughout to kind of say, hey, you know, it's just a, you know, like some fans look at Spike and Rarity, it's just a crush and nothing more. Uh, fans basically felt that if anybody should be, basically felt that, you know, they should be together. You know, they should be together. And, Creative staff, and no doubt, my opinion probably said, You know, look, if you can do better, you can show us it could work, go ahead. We'll put, we'll give it to you, put it in your hands. Series is over, show us what you can do. And that's pretty much it. I mean, I mean, there is no doubt, in my opinion, that there are ships people don't agree with that are controversial, like let's say a spike in a rarity or. Or um, or even one that even Lankara talked about in one of his recent reviews. You know, Lankara... You know... You know, Lankara even talked about it in his own uh, video one time, his recent reviews of the Star Wars comics. How to a lot of fans, it was controversial how Anakin ended up being with Padme. But he pointed out the fact that it was the age range and all that. But still, it was one of those relationships. So I was like, well, wait a minute. Padme was in her mid-teens when they met. He was like 10, 9, 10 years old when they met. So it didn't make sense to them. But they emphasized that years went by. Time went by. And, and, um, you know, it's, just, that's just another good example of, even though that's part of the continuity, the lore of Star Wars, some fans will find different ways to interpret it. Basically say, okay, look, you want to put Anakin in a relationship? 
why don't you put him in a, a relationship with o- Oksana? I think that's what her name Oksana, Oksana, Oksaru, uh, in uh, Clone Wars. Why don't you put him with her? They're about the same age. Boom, there you go. I- easy. Makes more sense. You know, it makes more sense. It makes more sense than Anakin being with Padme. So, it's, it's again, it's just one of those situations that when you get down to it, you look at all kinds of franchises, no matter what they are, you know, when it comes to an animated series or even a comic book or whatever, if you feel when the creative staff, when that show, when that portion of the franchise comes to an end and they say, look, when they... And they tell you through an online conversation or they tell you through um, a convention that, hey, you know, it's up to you to interpretate. It's up to you to play well with the characters now and see what, you know, what you feel you can do. You know, basically give us your ideas. Let us see what you can do. And that's mainly what happens. And that's mainly what uh, occurs. You know, they. that's why Jim Miller and Josh Haber Hi. Oh, looks like something happened. Um, everything okay, guys? Looks like something happened. I don't know. Some kind of reconnection. You know, guys can still hear me or something. Um, but anyway... Let me check something with this. And this is an excellent connection, so I don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, something may have occurred. But, you know, like I said, uh, basically, when, when you look at um, when you look at uh, these kind of situations, like I said, you know, you know, like I said, um, basically, uh, basically, um, you know, fan, you know, that's what the writers do. The writers will say, look, you know, um, you know, shows what you can do. I know I'm stumbling a little bit. Of course, like I say, I kind of work around a certain situation right now. Uh, but anyway, like I said, uh, basically, it's it's up to interpretation. You know, that, that's, you know, like I said, that's what Jim Miller would tell me and tell others. Hey, it's up to you to interpretate what you see, how you feel, you know, the implied scenes have, you know, what they mean. It's up to you to interpretate, you know, whether or not Spike and Rarity ended up together. It's up to you to interpret whether or not you agree with possibly Applejack and Rainbow Dash being together, stuff like that. Or even Flesh Giant Discord, you know, as seen in the final episode of Friendship is Magic. You know, it's up to you to interpret, you know, all those implied moments that we that they showed. Um, um, and then when you... And, and the same can be said for shows, for, for the creative staff when it comes to things like Rescue Rangers and, you know, 101 Dalmatians and Gravity Falls and the new Looney Tunes show and, you know, all of them. 
you know, it's up to you to interpret any implied moments showcased in those franchises and whether or not you agree with them. And if you don't and you feel you could do better, show us. And I think that's what they want to do. I mean, you can't tell me there's a lot of people that are not watching the new DuckTales series that are not like, yeah, the whole, you know, Grant, this whole Gantry D, this version of Gantry D being a villain and all that, that don't work for me. This is how I think it should go. And, you know, that's, a, and that's totally on them. You know, totally on them. You know, they feel, like I said, you know, I take a look at, you know, classic shows like Thundercats, you know, the original Thundercats, and you know, people feeling that, you know, feeling uh, that, you know, like I say, you take a look at, you know, the, the original Rankin-Bass shows like Thundercats, and fans have always pictured Lino with Chitara or Tigera with Chitara. So, you know, that, you know, so that's always, you know, up to fans. Like, even if they don't indicate or tease something happening in the show, which I don't think they did, it would be up to the fans to be like, okay, or be up. It'd be the create the creative staff would come out and say, okay, guys, you think you could do better? Show us you can do better. Show us, show us you can do better. Give us those stories, and that's what fans would do. You know, um, you know, take a look at He Man and Shira, the original ones, and fans would say, you know. You know, even though it was teased and nothing made official, fans would still go Tila and Adam, Tila and He-Man. Fans would go Bo and She-Ra, stuff like that. So, you know, so to a lot of fans, it was it was one of those situations that. Um, you know, but to a lot of fans, no matter what the franchise is, it's just one of those situations to where even if you ask the, ask them what moments certain moments meant, they would say, "Well, it's up to the main answer." A lot of creators will give is it's up to you to interpretate that. You know, what do you think it is? And that's why fans would come up with the stories that they do. So, I mean, again, I go back to Disney fanatic and what she does with the Discord with the Bride Daughter Discord series. And even though, like I said later on, she would have to put a disclaimer at the beginning saying this takes place in an alternate universe, which in my opinion is like 75% identical to the prime universe, 25% different. Um, This is why she went with Applejack and Spike, because even though she's doing it based off one episode, it shows that she rather prefers Spike being with someone like Applejack than with Rarity. So... You know, it makes more sense in the long run to a lot of people when, when you know, so it makes a lot of sense and in the long run to a lot of fans to go, you know, to basically come up with their own ideas when a creative staff says, look, you think you could do better? You know, you know, show us you can do better. Or when a creative staff says, hey, look, you know, uh, it's up to you to interpretate. You, sh- you let us know what you see. Tell us what you see. You know, and that's why, you know, a lot of fans will say, this is the ship I see. This is what I, this is what I'm interpreting. From a romance ship kind of thing, this is what they're interpreting. They're interpreting something between, you know, you know, uh, Spike and Rarity, you know, after the last problem. 
and from the rumors to hearing about pony life and friendship is forever. You know, when it comes to things like rescue rangers and the moments with Chip and Ga uh, Dale and Gadget, it's like, this is what they're interpreting. This is what they'll see from those implied scenes. Same with, you know, Lucky and Two-Tone. Same from 101 Dalmatians. Same with Mallory and Nosedive, Mighty Duck. Same with Dipper and Windy. You know, this is what they interpretate. This is what they see and what they want. And that's why, you know, that leads to basically creative stuff in a sense, in their own kind of wording, challenging the fans to say, challenging the fans and saying, hey, show us, write the stories, show us that it works. And that pretty much is how it, how it is. So, so um, in the end, basically, in closing, when you look at this, it's mostly the fact that no matter how you feel about it, how you feel about certain ships uh, being showcased, uh, certain ships being um, focused on um, mainly, if not made official, if not semi-official, that if you don't agree with it, even after the franchise is over, with the creative staff, even if you ask them online or in person, what they're going to tell you is, hey, it's up to you to interpretate that. Let us know what you see. How, do you, how would you do it? And that's basically the end of it. That's basically the be all end all. Again, you know, when you get, again, one of my most popular ships, Sonic and Sally, you know, not a lot of people agree with it and they will, and they'll come up with ways to look around that and say, hey, this is who Sally should be with and this is who Sonic should be with. All because they have that on and off like relationship. You know, um, you know, that, 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 you know, that's, Again, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. That is why, you know, they, you know, they would interpret it, like I said, as an on and off like kind of relationship because it's the kind of relationship to where you don't know if it's going to be steady, no breaks up or anything like that, or it's going to be the kind that breaks up off and on. And, you know, you know, so, some people will be like, look, you know, we could do better with it. We can give them better couples where there wouldn't be that indication. There wouldn't be that situation. And um, and another good example uh, to me, and then again, well, not a good example, but then again, when you get to the soft reboot that they did, and the fact that Ian Flynn later on joked, if not teased, about the fact that they were thinking about going this route with Sally and Nicole, this is why some fans would be like, no, 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 we wouldn't do that. This is how we would do it. And that's why they would come up with different scenarios in the same universe to say, okay, this is how Sonic and Sally got back together in this new retcon uh, universe that they did. So, you know, again, it's up to the fans. It's up to how they feel about certain things. And again, that's what the creative staff of a series is going to say in the end. If you ask them, you know, what did this mean? What did that mean? Were you planning this, planning that? They would say, that's up to you. What do you see? So, anyway, though, guys, that's pretty much going to do it for this uh, little live stream I did. I know it's not little, it's about 71 minutes or 72 minutes. So I do apologize. But again, I had to work around. You know, I had to work around, you know, the situation I'm currently in right now. It's not like an open opportunity as I've had recently. So I just had to work around it and go with it. And I do apologize for certain moments. And if I sound like I rambled, if I was distracted, 
you know how it is when you have when you have these kind of living conditions, you know. Uh, but anyway, thought I'd just come out here and uh, talk about this a little bit best I can. Let me know what your thoughts are. Thank you all for joining me in the live chat. Do apologize for the abrupt start and everything. And um, really, that's all I can say. And let me know what you guys all think down below. And I am out. Peace. God bless.